Stand by. You're listening to the Naively Optimistic Podcast with your hosts, Danny and Gary. The ego is saying, what's happening here? It's an opportunity for spiritual growth. Do you still think the royal family were shape-shifting lizards? Yes, I do. For the last two fucking shite talking spas Run the muck, bit as fuck on down all your thighs Burning ears off for that cheese, bring all double down to its knees This podcast fucking shite, tell me where else would you be? So sit back, like relax, have a drink, lose the cacks And take in all the cack that comes out of these scaldy rocks Gonna record the video also, but we're not gonna use it. Nah, fuck that. Hopefully not. Look at the lid and stay me. Look at the stay of both of us. Will you stop, mate? Um, I feel like this is like the podcast equivalent of wearing like a short and boxes for an interview. But dude, you, you can't see my under half, can you? I did. You walked in a second ago and you're wearing a lovely set of leggings. <laughs> Get them off you. Or jeggings. A jeans special. Jeggings. Do you remember back in the day? Like jeans, leggings. I can tell you what. You know, I used to, under my school uniform, wear leggings fuck off why in winter it got cold do you know what lads i'm actually fucking praying for the poxy winter like i am so fucking sick of this clammy disgusting weather we didn't even get a summer it just fucking came and went while we were locked in our gaff so i'm just i'm just ready for the fucking winter at this stage bring it to me baby i absolutely love the fucking winter i'm i'm disappointed i didn't get my sun holiday this year that's probably the most disappointing thing for myself because obviously you know living in the upper echelons of dublin we we uh we get the opportunity to have one of them every year. Yeah, exactly. It's devastating. But you're going daily soon, aren't you? I hope so. It's. I hope it's green zone over there, mate. Otherwise, I'll be ratting. <laughs> yeah, the self-isolation thing's weird. They like have an ombudsman that literally takes your number. It's like, I'll give you a bell. But did he do anything about cousin, it? I don't know. My cousin went away. He came back from Tenerife, I think it was. Hmm. Uh, and they were hockeying him out of it. Fuck off. Uh, I haven't heard of anyone being hockeyed out of it. And I know a few people have gone away. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're self-employed, so we're all right. Mm. Um, doing the full the podcast for full time, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> it's a full time gig now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I finally got to leave the life of the Phoenix Park behind me, where I was working part time <laughs> as a rent boy, as you probably all know. Uh, well, actually, we're, we're, our new job is in uh, extermination. Oh, yeah. Don't even start me, Danny. This is all your baby. I was an observer last night. You and Jordan protected me. Go on, no, no, tell no. them. We protected the fort last night. We won't give away a, a location other than the location of this of this rodent. Um, we came across a rodent last night. We were in we we're in the office and we we're about to record this episode actually, and we we're too traumatized that we had to sit back and record it today from our uh, studio. What do we call a CD? Yeah, hybrid. I'm in my gaff, Danny's in his gaff. So Studio C is mine, and Studio D is his. So CD today. For a second, I thought you said I was in your gaff and you were in mine. I got really <laughs> confused. Um. But yeah, so we were, we were in the office and, and uh, we were just sitting down with the mics and we are about to go and then Gary just went out to throw something in the bin. I that, wheel spin. Oh, I, I went yeah. out to the bin, right? Threw something in and I saw the stockiest mouse I've ever seen in my fucking life. I'm not even messing, lads. The absolute staunch on this thing. He was juiced up to the fucking tits as well. And I am going to plug them because they deserve it, of course, as our official sponsors for the, for the show, Martinez Kitchen. I was actually just throwing one of my lovely lunchboxes in the bin, which I, look, in fairness, I did absolutely, like, fucking... Demolish. Demolish it. There was nothing left for the poor mouse, but he was in there already with some of the former lunchbox that had the odd bit of rice and all. So I'm putting that down to the reason why this mouse was <laughs> absolutely jacked so to the hills. Big. Lads, I'm not even messing. The deltoids on this, the rhomboids, the traps, pardon the pun, this thing was absolutely milled out of it, yeah? And he stared back at me mm. with his big rat face, like, as I say, Dwayne the Rat Johnson. Eyes. Dwayne the Rat Johnson of the mice <laughs> world. Do you and I just wheel spin back to the lads and I just goes, Danny Jordan, help immediately. The stockiest rat slash mouse ever is in the bin. And look, you're you're the one who really did the, demo, the demolition job, so it's your story to tell. Well, we'll, we'll give Jordan a lot. Like we'll give Jordan for a while. Jordan just came back for some reason. We we actually had a debrief and went to the shops and then yeah, we, do you remember? We went to jail. <laughs> yeah, go on. We were coming, we were coming back from from the shops, and we, <laughs> we all looked like we were walking back to our death. We were dead silent, and it was so funny. We were like saying we were getting put back on the front line after just doing the nam. Like it's like Normandy, um, wasn't it? 
yeah, 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 we're just storming the beaches. And we're like, well, this is it, isn't it? Um, but we came back with, with, with newfound tenacity. And we decided to take on said, said mouse. Um, now, the worst thing about all of this is the... <laughs> I was dressed like I was dressed like a flamer. Um, as per usual, <laughs> nothing has changed. As per usual, really kind of. I look like someone out of Renford Rejects, like a really f- like colorful jacket. Mm-hmm. And we we're just there with brushes trying to attack this bin. Um, but make a long story short, we got back and then uh, we decided enough was enough for Dwayne the Rat Johnson, and uh, we took him out. We took him out in a very cruel way, didn't we? Oh, we didn't yeah. actually kill him. Well, you were saying we you wanted it. You wanted to boot the fucking head off him. So Danny was saying, Let, just topple over the bin, and I'll stand here. And when he runs out, I'll give the cunt an almighty boot, right? And if he smashes off the wall, I think that's enough to daze him, and then I'll just finish him off in the deck with some ground the pound. I was like, I don't <laughs> know about that, mate. That's a bit heavy, like. But there was no getting the cunt out of the bin. Now we're gonna get to the end of it in a second, right? But um, we had to actually basically take the bin out and put it in another bin because obviously this this bin was ripped to shreds because this stocky cunt like so there's holes in the left right and center so you have to like re-bin the cunt and then move them but in an even more horrifying turn of events as we were leaving i looked inside the bin so we initially thought the entry of the mouse was like it's one of those bins that has like a, a hole pedal. Of the, like the floor of the bin that he got in and then crawled his way up yeah but it's one of those you know metallic bins that has like a foot pedal on it so you, you press it with your foot and the, the top of the thing springs open so you're like okay he obviously got in via the foot pedal made his way into the bag and that's all she wrote. But afterwards, to our shock and horror, there is no other way into the bin bar the top. And it's a big fuck off lid. So, like, and it's metal, like, it's heavy. Like, hence the fucking reason for a foot pedal. Do you know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. the human foot has to, do you know what I mean, lift the thing. Generate enough force to lift to it. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck, lads? Did that cunt go in? Like, oh, like, did he just scale the bin and just, like, with his fucking arm, just lift the lid and jump in? Or was he up in the ceiling and waited for someone to open and the bin and then just paraglide? In. Yeah, paraglide <laughs> in. Like, oh my God. Like, lads, if any, if any mouse birds are out there and are listening to this, please let us know. We, like, we've been throwing around theories all day in the group chat, having me and Jordan trying to figure out how this fucking thing got into the bin. Mm-hmm. And then when it did, how it grew to the size it did. But initially, we got the bag out. Um, Jordan lifted it out, and I was set with the second bag. And then, in a moment of hesitation, Jordan dropped the first bag, um, which actually gave the mouse um, room to run. But Mm -hmm. we could see him, and he actually went deeper into the bag. And we're like, fair enough. This sounds like a weekend for myself. And (laughs) (laughs) what happened was then I clamped the the top of the bag so he was suffocating. But there was one hole which he had covered. And then we slowly put that bag into the other bag. And then (laughs) with with, uh, Rat Secured, Jordan threw him over the shoulder and we we took him out and we we finished him. So maybe that's our next um, business venture. Yeah, 100%. So look, that's a pretty long-winded reason as to why you are in our gaffes today and not together in the studio. Um, But yeah, crazy stuff. But... Yeah, here we are here. So we're doing an interesting episode today, aren't we, young Daniele? It's our yes. first foray into extraterrestrials, despite, you know, how vocal we are about them and even our cover with me having said extraterrestrial in a headlock whilst a public service vehicle known as the Lewis has been abducted in the background. Um, yeah, it's the first time we've actually properly jumped into it. And what is better... It, go on. Is this our first time even mentioning it? Surely we've... Surely. No, like, actually... we've mentioned it. We've mentioned it like fuck, but we haven't done like a dedicated mm-hmm. episode um, to them. Do you know what I mean? or abductions mm, or anything like that and i'll say this openly like guys actually because this is like something we always talk about you have a like fascination with, with extraterrestrials even from a young age right mm-hmm. well i'm half alien down. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so uh a conspiracy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yet to be yeah. confirmed yeah <laughs> unidentifiable fucking object <laughs> Oh, stop. But, um, yeah, no, look, I've always been into this chat since I was young. Like, not to a freak level or anything like that, but you know yourself. Just, you know, you always just look up at the sky and then fucking you're thinking there has to be more to this fucking shit then. We were, we were chatting about this yesterday. It's like, hello, what's what's going on here? We're just sitting here just, like, chatting about taxes or whatever. It's like, do you, do you ever just stop and wonder or flowing on a, a ball about 8,000 metres a second in some suspendable space? Yeah, it's absolutely madness. Like, you know, as Joe Rogan was, like, used to use brought up the other day, it's like, why does no one question this shit? It's mad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Completely. Flown but here we day. are. And we're going to question some shit. And uh, we're going to start off with the trials and tribulations of young Barney and Betty Hill. Now, this is obviously, um, this is interesting because you, we'd agree this would be like the first kind of mm-hmm. um, abduction that was ever brought to light, right? Brought into the, the uh, mainstream media, right? Yeah, the first ever one reported and publicized. This is like, as we'll go into, potentially kind of set the archetype 
of uh, of what like aliens are, are reported to look like, you know, in abduction cases so on and so forth. But uh, just to dive straight into it, yeah, so Betty and Barney Hill were a couple in the uh, 1960s. Um, important to know that they were interracial, which obviously yeah. back then was uh, quite sketchy, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Almost, was it actually illegal in some states at this stage? Yeah, it was, yeah. In some states it was illegal to um, be married interracially, um, which, yeah, I mean, you would have been fucked because you're a bit of a brown Italian. Um, <laughs> so as a white ginger they probably would have taken umbrage with that I suppose yeah. get me and you, you know back in the day even in Ireland actually to marry outside your parish was a bit of a sin well of course you would know all that anyway from uh, your altar boy days you have an obscene amount of knowledge <laughs> on mm-hmm. the parish and and religion as we went over in episode 20 what was that 4 or something I think it was 2 episodes ago was it 2 episodes ago 24 maybe maybe it's if you just look on Spotify and you see the picture of us dressed up as altar boys that's that's the one to go for that's where we do a deep dive into Danny's erotic past with the with the, with the Catholic Church and uh, yeah and your, your man what was your oh we know you don't even think we mentioned no we won't we won't he's listening he's your ex <laughs> he's still obsessed with you <laughs> he's trying to find me on Tinder still <laughs> grinder <laughs> oh, he's actually a, a tranny. <laughs> For full Dressed sake, up right? as a nun, I'm like, fuck, he knows, he knows my weaknesses. You are gonna have Super to call like George after us again. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake, what are you down to me, baby? But, um, yeah, some spark notes on this case. So, this took place over September 19th to September 20th, 1961. So, it was when uh, Barney and Betty were traveling back from Canada. And it was actually the first case ever to use uh, hypnotic regression therapy to try to bring back lost time, essentially. Um, so we'll we'll get into a bit of hypnotherapy stuff as well in a while. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned mm-hmm. there at the start, this was essentially like the archetype for alien abductions. Um, because everyone kind of followed more or less the same story. Now you could argue like, are they the same story? Because this was the first, or if if this is a legit phenomenon, is it because they genuinely do look like this and operate like this? And abduction events kind of followed the same style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, what I always found was weird is like this would be the first one and then how everyone kind of thereafter is kind of similar in pattern mm-hmm. yeah exactly like as i mentioned there just a description of you know the quote-unquote grays um mm-hmm. which you'll, if you're into this chat you'll would have heard the term the grays before and um but what's interesting about betty and barney is they're, they're not headbangers at all like you know what i mean you'd imagine no. like people who typically say i've been abducted are like proper like backwoods do you know what i mean like american hicks like that are just fucking I'm- off the wall like my head comes to this like these these like being an interracial couple just to stay on that for a sec they would not have any way brought more attention to themselves phenomenal point yeah exactly they had enough fucking heat in them do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and um, but like even their jobs and stuff like that so they were like very respectable people real working class like um, from New Hampshire right they were civil servants so Betty was a social worker and Barney was a was a postal service worker on post school and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they were both members they were actually high up in the uh, NAACP which is the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People um, so again like pretty like normal respectable people like do you know what I mean Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah, by the way it's, at all. yeah it's worth noting as well they now we'll get into this later on but they actually didn't go public with this by the way this was actually they were trying to handle all this behind the scenes and this got mm-hmm. leaked um, by a member of our church he recorded their conversations and leaked it to uh, the paper so this is how it actually all came out in the end but they as Danny said <gasps> they were not looking for additional heat not by fucking any stretch of the imagination. Mean? they were looking to yeah. stay under the radar with this but um, yeah, so how how it all plays out is they're travelling home from a weekend vacation at Niagara Falls and they made a pit stop um, as well at Montreal, but they're driving and driving and uh, while they were driving, Betty noticed like a bright light, bright light in the sky. Initially she thought it was like a shooting star, as you probably would, um, mm-hmm. but it, like they, they were just observing it going, oh, interesting shooting star, but then it was like stopping and moving in like weird diagonal angles and shit, like typically like when you imagine the UFO. Like it's it's flying long stop and zipping and then doing like right horns and fucking left horns at like breakneck speed that no commercial fucking or even like any vehicle pretty much on earth could could do that, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so it's going back and forth like fuck and she asks Barney to pull over and he's like there's a bit of a team of this going forward where Betty's the more enthusiastic one about this to be honest. Yeah, Barney's just Barney's like, just like, like the fuck. Betty, you know I mean? mate. Like, You're come off on. your tits. Like yeah. that shagging I gave you over the weekend must have fucking <laughs> <laughs> has you delirious. <laughs> <laughs> you're still in the sky that bbc <laughs> <laughs> barney's obviously the darker of the of the bunch hence the bbc <laughs> that's barney's big cock and nothing else 
Do you know, I wonder how many um, will know what the acronym BBC means, and I don't mean British broadcaster. <laughs> Corporation, is it? Yeah, I think um, so, yeah. We actually haven't given a mention to young Delcy yet. Delcy, um, who's that? Their dog. Oh, sorry, yeah. Absolutely, walk away, yeah. <laughs> the well, dog. there's just... Yeah, there's one famous like it's almost eerie family portrait. Whenever you, you like get into Barney and Betty, that just pops up, and their young young dogs there. Um, and when they, because the dog was in the car with them at mm. the time, mm-hmm. so this is when eventually, um, you know, Betty was trying to say, "Look, we'll stop the car, have a look, and take young Elsie out for a walk." Maybe he needed to, you know, have a dog relieve himself. Yes, or maybe he was an orb or one of these greys. Yes. Letting them, letting them know, look, they're alone now, get them, do you know I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> but also worth note as well that Betty was a bit of a dry shy and apparently not that much ever really got her going, like hyped, do you know what I mean? Um, but apparently she was buzzing about this fucking UFO slash fucking shooting star. Like she was like, pull over, pull over. And as Danny said, they were like, yeah, look, let's just get out and we'll give Delcy a little ramble here as well. So they pull over at like a picnic area and uh, they take out their binoculars, they start looking up at it and then they were like fucking hell that's a very odd shaped craft and i had flashing lights as well hanging off the side of it and they're like mm. okay i think it's pretty much safe to assume that this is no longer a shooting star it's definitely a craft of of some kind and um but uh and as well like actually betty's sister apparently had a ufo uh, encounter yeah when she was younger Ooh. and uh so like betty is was that, kind of into as someone chatty. who knows a little bit more about this is that something that's common in terms of like families like are there some families that are haunted or is that just it just kind of pops up wherever? I'd say it's a kind of a random thing to be honest. I think it's just like good luck, I suppose. If good <laughs> luck, that one family experience. Hope we get the probe. Yeah, I do, man. Absolutely. But uh, <laughs> but um, actually, yeah, a few of my friends have actually had a few UFO encounters, but I'll get into that later on. I haven't, Ooh. sadly. But um, yeah. So the, the so her sister had an encounter allegedly when she was younger. So I don't know. I bet he was just a bit jealous, and she wanted her own one. Who knows? But uh, again, Barney's just not arsed at, at all at this stage. And he's like, will you fuck off? Like, it's probably just an Aer Lingus up there. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Actual quote. And, uh, but uh, then, no, one of the Aer Lingus regionals. You ever see one of those things? The small ones, aren't they? Yeah, you can fly from like Dublin to Donegal and the little things. But they look shite as well. They literally look like something like warplanes drop rations off of. Like, yeah, you know I mean? it look, well, it actually looks like the ration a warplane would drop off. It looks like a tin of beans. Yeah, it's disgraceful looking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, Barney actually starts coming around um, to the notion that this might not just be a run-of-the-mill airplane when it starts descending and coming at them, like, coming directly this at them. This is mad. And flying a bit low. So he's thinking, oh, fuck, actually. This is very fucking sketch. So they hop back in the car anyway, and uh, they start driving, but it starts following them right now. You know yourself in America, like, you could be on a road by yourself, like, for fucking yurks, for miles, like, you know what I mean? Like, miles. it's that fucking big. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually just insane to comprehend just how large America is. So they're in the middle of fucking nowhere, essentially, and the thing is, like, flying behind them, and it's, like, descending as well, you know what I mean? So Be- Betty estimates that it was around 40 feet long, and it was rotating as it was flying with them. Bit of anti-gravitational stuff going yeah, on yeah but this this dude this gets all into the nazi scientists and stuff this is we'll, you we'll, even know we about that, don't you? yeah we won't open up that kind of worms yet um, that could even nearly be like, its own episode couldn't it i, th- I think it will i think yeah. but the funniest thing for me about this is barney's quote <laughs> when he started moving towards him his quote was this this object that was a plane was not a plane <laughs> oh well done barney obviously sap <laughs> um but uh yeah, they're driving through um the estate park at this stage right so route down like near indian head and they said it like proper descended even more they're in a really remote area at this stage and it started coming directly towards our vehicle and they're like oh bollocks so barney stops right at this stage and claims that it was hovering silently above them at around 80 to 100 feet imagine That's that man mad. That's mad. Yeah. Like, what would you do? Like, because that's about that's about like thirty meters, right? What would you do if you just felt like there was a saw flying saucer above you? Because in all the movies, it's depicted that it's kind of above you, and then it sends up this ray. Like, ever see the Simpsons and stuff, and it like mm-hmm. hovers you up to the aircraft? Yeah, is that what exactly. they're thinking? Kind of. Who knows? To be honest, it's in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Like, it's and again, it's the first, so they they wouldn't have had anything to base it on. Do you know what I mean? They would have just been thinking like, "What the fuck? This is a complete." alien event pardon the pun do you know what I mean <laughs> um, it's mad though look for all my chat I'd be honest like if, I, if that was happening to me I'd be fucking shitting bricks like do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, would you want so would you actually if I'm to ask you seriously would you want to 
because there are some people who actually want to be abducted if that is a thing mm. would you want if you're if i say to you guys look I'm not gonna lie this can happen we can sort it out no. dial an alien we'll make dial it an alien nah <laughs> fuck that that would not be my cup of chat at all to be honest with you because like think about it like if they whipped you into the ufo right and they lulled you in with like a kind of a friendly nature to them yeah within a fucking second they can ping off back to fucking data residual or wherever the fuck their bleeding planet is yeah and uh, and mm-hmm. that's you fucking f- your bollocks you're stuck out there there's no ubers out there baby do you know I mean you're not getting back to earth in a hurry unless you suck one of them off do you know I mean in which case then yeah <laughs> you well up for it <laughs> sucking off an alien <laughs> are they gendered yeah like this is, these are questions i don't know these are actually. questions i want to find out this is the curiosity in me that goes hey like this is what i'd love to f- i'll take one for the team if you don't mate just like i did last night yeah look any alien listens to the podcast just give us a chill and let us know what's the story <laughs> to your genitals um like are you gendered or can you just can you just flip between it um you know bespoke <laughs> oh. whenever you like um <laughs> made to order kind of thing exactly love it love it love it so anyway barney gets out of the car at this stage and walks towards it with his gun right classic americans obviously and um but there's this whole thing about barney being a bit of a badass anyway because apparently like obviously as we touched on with them being an interracial couple they would have gotten a bit of chip anyway mm. back in a uh, fucking <laughs> no but like just a bit of trouble like you'd have people screaming at did, them in the streets mm-hmm. and all did barney serve in in the war or do we not know this i don't know um but he definitely was a bit of a hothead like he wouldn't have been taken mm-hmm. you know shy basically so apparently yeah. he gets out of the car anyway and approaches um the ufo with his gun and he's like he's nay impressed like and he's like he's ready to go if needs be you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um like there was a yeah so with that he walks straight up to it right and it's still 80 to 100 feet in the air so that's kind of low like you could probably well you could definitely make out a lot do you know what i mean yeah you could definitely if you're shooting like you could definitely hit that like, uh, with ease easily but he doesn't shoot so what he's what he mm-hmm. claims happened was there's windows on it right and when he was standing on the ground looking up, he said he saw between eight and ten humanoid figures in the in the windows looking out uh, back at him, mm. just staring at him. Do you know what I mean? That's weird. Yeah. When, when someone says humanoid, it's like, oh, uh, because like the way I look, always talk about aliens is like, why is an alien not like a fly? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why does it have four limbs, a hand, a head, finger? You know what I mean? Why yeah. is it not like this like en- weird entity? Why does it not look like a crocodile? Yeah, I know. It's mad, isn't it? Like, I suppose it goes to that whole thing. Like, do we just, as humans, just try to associate anything? Human, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, when you see, like, do you ever see sometimes you're looking up at the cloud and you're like, oh, that looks like a face? Do you ever yeah. see that? Like, your brain will mm-hmm. automatically try to make faces out of, mm-hmm. like, inanimate objects sometimes because that's just what we do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, crazy. But anyway, um, apparently, uh, he's he's staring these lads out in the windows, and then all of them just fuck off back into the UFO. But one of them just stays there staring at him. It gets kind of like hot and steamy, a bit romantic. They're just staring at each other. Careless whisper, careless whisper is going nights, going ninety. And uh, so anyway, and then he claims that the one that stayed telepathically communicated with him and said, "Here, stay where you are, stay where you are, be down to now, right." <laughs> this is madness and like it, this is like kind of elon musk level uh with the Neuralink. have you seen that all that no monarchy? go into that um so elon you know obviously elon's big into everything these days and Neuralink is one of his new side ventures it's just another you know 100 200 million dollar company just playing around with for the crack see the way he's tunneling as well in la like the hyperlink and all this shit yeah i heard he's him mad, he's a madman but anyways long story short it's basically a chip in your brain hopefully end goal is to be able to integrate yourself with ai and uh, you'll be able to telepathically communicate essentially i'm not into which, that at all to be honest i couldn't be fucked. which is scary isn't it yeah like this whole like ultimately like humans and tech merging i have zero interest in that to be honest yeah we're on a crash course for it though at the same time aren't we yeah i actually think the aliens might be on our side yeah who knows like um it's hard to say because there's like reports of like way more sinister abduction to where people are like well this is kind of sinister at times as well which we'll get into but um like there's way more graphic ones where people are being pinged around by aliens like fucking being proper Jesus. examined and all like and just dark stuff yeah. like them I mean, you know what kind of like gets me going it's like why would if an alien is this hyper intellectual being why would it even bother with us you know what i mean and like also like if there's someone who knows so much what are they gonna gain from probing us? Maybe they're like, do they not already know everything? Yeah, it's weird. Like, why? Why they're here is the big question. But 
or if they're here, don't want to be saying definitely. Well, I believe they are, but I don't want to We're be saying the, the audience. You know what I mean? Aliens <laughs> are real. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so Barney claims as well. Now, this is interesting that they were all wearing matching black uniforms because, again, the whole archetype is usually like aliens. <laughs> Fucking Irish. alien Gestapo coming down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, but like, you know, when you imagine like an alien, you imagine it in the nip and all. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, at least I do anyway. <laughs> 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 I've seen your P-Hub yeah I've seen your search in the history <laughs> and we were only talking about badly dope porn the other day <laughs> for different reasons oh <laughs> if anyone remembers that show hit us up that was it was on Comedy Central and they used to take popular movies and make porn and out of them. them yeah like skip uh, yeah, them I remember one was like Trojan Horse and Lord um, of the Rings how could we forget Lord of the Rings I remember yes um, and Gollum was called Lord of the Ring I think it was yeah called. it was Lord of the Rings and Gollum was called Gobble or something like that yeah <laughs> and then Legolas was called Leg Over Lass <laughs> it's hilarious oh. isn't it I used it's to... mad that they showed that by the way that was full on porn 100% it really was and I was I was like, only 12 that watching was it. Dick and Virgin. yeah and I was only 12 watching it so you were only you would have been like what 8 or something like not 7 probably Oh, I won't tell you what age I was. <laughs> it's mad shit though. But uh, but you yeah, going back to these lads and uh, decked out in their gear, like it's mad that they were wearing uniforms because any other people who claim to see them say, look, they were just like completely naked, like an animal would be, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but yeah, so mad stuff. Um, at this point, anyway, Barney boun- bounces and says, Betty, like we need to fucking leg it. Like this is getting fucking too insane for my liking. Now and again, Bar- Barney's like the more reserved one. Like that wouldn't really subscribe to all this chat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. so they begin to drive off um, extremely fast and then Betty said that she felt the car vibrate and then beeping this as well mad. she was hearing like a beeping yeah. right and a tingling sensation uh, went through her body again kinky and uh, <laughs> but you know the beeping thing is interesting like there's there's loads and loads and loads of like cases where beeping have been, has been heard and just actually I'll tell you my mate uh, two of my mates Arn and Mav right were away camping like a year ago I think I was telling you the story at the time and they yeah. drove down to Mayo. It was like an impromptu um, trip, hence why I didn't get the invite. <sighs> but, uh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they were like, they just flew down to Mayo. And this is what Aaron told me anyway, that they were they were just driving and they just randomly pulled over in the middle of nowhere in Mayo. They were like, cool, let's, let's just set up the tent there. And they had a fire going and then randomly throughout the night, right, they were hearing beeping noises. And first of all, they were thinking, is there like phone lines or something near us? Like, you know what I mean? Because the beeping was so close to them. And then it would like, go mad far away like but like stupidly fast so it sounded like the beeping is happening right beside them and then it would like lash down over the hills and all and they'd hear it still and it sounded like it's mad loud but it's miles away and then it would come back again and it was like essentially like the beeping was like rotating around the, the fucking campsite mad isn't it mm-hmm. and that's crazy he said they were shitting it's, it's like it's, it's a common characteristic isn't it my head goes to like is there like a certain frequency that will put someone into a hypnotic state through sound because clearly like sound is a wave mm. and it will affect your body right mm-hmm. so are these at a certain frequency to absolutely daze people and there's like theories that like rap music and stuff is that like certain like you know bpms and frequencies um that they interact with your, like your cellular dna and all this shit and i always find it really interesting mad well look it's funny you say that because what happened then was they heard a second beeping noise and before they knew it they were 35 miles down the road and had no recollection at all of at the time that had elapsed and then they just something told them to just turn that car right and then they turned right and then in front of them was a floating red orb not mad yeah, and like this is something that like that's seen a lot, isn't it? This mm-hmm. kind of like before someone like almost goes into this like daze, they their last it's like almost like a their last recollection is like okay something's there, and then like they just time just mm-hmm. disappears. Gone right? so yeah, a hundred percent. And um, so anyway, uh, the orb disappears. They arrive back home, and straight away they're freaked. Obviously, they're like, "What the fuck? Like, where did that? Where did that time go?" Like the and obviously the experience with the fucking craft as well, and then they start acting really strange between them. Like for example, like Betty's afraid to bring her luggage into the gaff, so she keeps she just leaves all her luggage at the back door. But the her the rationale in her own mind is like, oh no, that's radioactive. I don't want to bring that luggage into the gaff. And uh, ah, so okay. she leaves and, it outside. And this is one of the reasons, don't they start like scrubbing themselves and stuff? Yeah, because like there's other stuff as well. Like for example, Barney, um, the binoculars that they were using to look at the craft the strap was broken on it and uh, Barney who was apparently a very snappy dresser like really like into his own style and stuff like that his shoes were in a jock like there was scuffs all over them um, like he had been dragged like you know what I mean whereas previously they would have been obviously in fucking top nick fresh one might say 
and uh, <laughs> and then Betty's dress that she was wearing that night um, had pink powder all over it, um, and it was torn at the the hem. So very interesting. So it looks like there was a bit of a gangbang potentially, um, on board. <laughs> you know what I mean? My head just always goes to like, surely people don't make this stuff up. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's it's you crazy. know it's 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 obviously mad to even read about it, but I'm like surely surely they didn't just go take a crazy amount of drugs and off you know what i mean yeah even like you know me and you have indulged in the l mushies like and nothing like this has ever happened like you know what i mean so like even if you if drugs was a reason i would want to be some amount wouldn't it yeah i'll have oh, it there having crazy, i'll crazy have it amount. there having baby <laughs> <Sign me up. laughs> but um so anyway they're in the shower and um well not together obviously Wait, well, who knows maybe they were <laughs> and barney's checking his genitals you know typical post-trip genital check we've all been there and, uh, <laughs> and see if it's uh, still there yeah exactly and uh, the road's still there imagine coming it. back actually imagine coming back and just having this huge oh <laughs> well barney wouldn't have to worry about that anyway he wouldn't have well, to it becomes a bbc squared at that stage yeah xl go um, <laughs> <laughs> on barney yeah and um so anyway thankfully everything was all right with the junk downstairs and um, i don't even know why that's even in the story like it's a grand your, your flute was grand and um well actually in fairness it isn't because we are going to get into something vis-a-vis barney's flute in a while but don't worry about that we'll get to that <laughs> and uh so anyway um afterwards they come out um and they, they're chatting away and they're like they just draw pictures of what they saw and they were more or less identical they just drew pictures of the craft and um like they're like okay right i think it's safe to say we didn't make that up we both remember that and it looks like this but they tried to recount but they're in different rooms and stuff right when they when they like drew these pictures oh yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah um they fucked off obviously by themselves for a while they probably needed time to themselves realistically after that ordeal but they tried to recount the experience and the time they'd lost but none of them could remember and um so then obviously they just went for a nap she finally built up the balls to bring the, the radioactive luggage in and uh but then when they went back out to the car to make sure they had everything um on the back of the car there was shiny metallic circles on the back of the car right and she's like what the fuck force the shields the dress the binoculars just all that shit and now the back of the car is in a fucking geoc like what are we gonna do and she's talking mm-hmm. to her sister and then her sister um coincidentally lives next door to a physicist and he recommended just for the crack he was like about putting a compass next to the metallic circles yes. to see what would happen and the compasses are going 90 um fucking you know yourself this is typical like but, yeah some like electromagnetic radiation something's happening here yeah exactly so at this stage betty like we discussed she's just like okay i want to just get to the end of this but barney is still like look can we not just fucking leave it and she's mad for exploring this to fuck and so she starts hitting the library and she starts researching ufos and she, like she's thinking okay we definitely encountered something not of this world so she starts reading books like fuck she starts reading this book by a retired marine corps major called donald kehoe and donald kehoe's donald pretty kehoe. famous because donald e. kehoe. yeah no he's pretty famous though because he ran like a popular ufo research group in the 60s and um so anyway um she writes him a letter and then he passes it on to a bloke called walter webb right who was a member of um they're called nightcap and they're like a, yeah, he was an astronomer wasn't he i'm not too sure but like nightcap is like a civilian run like ufo researcher group and it stands for national tele uh, national investigations committee on aerial phenomena so anyway is that still going oh there's loads of them there's probably more n- now more than ever like like back then oh, really? well i thought i wonder if nightcap is still going i'd say it is to be honest with you because it's it was massive in the 60s i'd be surprised if it wasn't still going but there's way more now i'd say without a shadow of a doubt and um so on october 21st 1961 your man webb interviews um the the two of them and afterwards says that in his opinion he felt like they were being truthful and believed them down but like down to like little details like um her description of how big the craft was and how, how close it was to it he was like look i don't know about that but i definitely do think that they are absolutely telling that they at least believe what happened do you know what i mean yes. and um yeah yeah so uh on that anyway no- november 1961 betty starts having a string of dreams um like really really fucking vivid dreams like you know yourself like i don't really get too many dreams these days it's weird but i think you, you suffer know. badly in the old vivid dreams don't you dude yeah all of my dreams are very lucid um sometimes they're so real that when i wake up i'm still thinking i'm dreaming you know the way when you wake up you're like this is reality yeah yeah exactly sometimes yeah. i'll keep dreaming and i'll have like so many dreams within dreams Mad. um and then I'll wake up 
and then I get lost in a dream. Like some of my dreams are like trips; they last for like years. I don't get that at all. Genuinely, like I don't even I'm remember just my a bit dreams. Tap though, I'm like hundred percent. I haven't, I, w- I haven't been to the because I, I actually as a kid I had like a, like um, um, like a the professor for psychiatry, child psychiatry at, at Trinity was uh, or psychiatry as a child psychiatrist was like a speed dial for myself no way madness that explains a lot actually um, my parents didn't know my parents actually thought it was an alien at one stage it just wasn't making sense to them at all man your speed dialist must be mad see your man and then father hickey and um, from the parish <laughs> like the two of them were having their fucking way with you as a young weren't they <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um the dreams that betty's having are very interesting because like if you believe it you could say that these dreams essentially filled in the gaps of what happened um during their mm. little episode so she has frequent dreams about the orb and being taken out of the car and being walked into the forest by these humanoid creatures and um she keeps calling out the barney but he's in some trance like he's not responding whatsoever and she describes the, the little beings as being five feet to five and a half feet um and they're wearing uniforms similar to what barney was saying uh gray skin black eyes bluish lips but they were wearing little hat things, which I think are interesting. Like, because you don't imagine them having style, really. I know we discussed the uniforms, but like again, this is literally like the alien Gestapo. Yeah, exactly. Like, like she described them as being like little pilots hat or something. Like, like you like, know what this reminds me of? You know the alien on the ship from Futurama, mm. the kind of like quirky one. Yeah, I just have an image of these blokes in my head. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, so with that. <clears throat> Um, she remembers being literally brought into uh, into the craft, being walked up like a ramp of a disc-shaped uh, object, metallic in appearance. And she said once they were in there, they were split up. Uh, but she was arguing to be kept with Barney, but they were telling her, no, look, if we keep you together, the examination is going to take way longer. So look, sorry about you, they're getting split up here. And uh, she's kicking off, obviously. Then they were taken to separate rooms. Yeah. This is mad, by the way. Yeah. Like how... And she Go said on. that there was like one being on the ship that was like let's say like the lead the examiner yeah so she just she just calls him the examiner right and um she said that his demeanor was really calm like he was like soft spoken and he had he spoke in english but it was a mad dialect and when i heard that i was thinking do you think they ever just download english but like they know all the english words but the delivery of it is still evades them do you mean it's literally like my, speaking to my dad yeah i'd be fluent in this yeah, it's like the words are there, but they're just, <laughs> they're not really coming out right. Exactly. So he had like apparently just a wild dialect, like Leash or something like that. No, only messing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Leash. We love you. Only buzzing. And, um. Well, <laughs> what's the worst? If you were to like pick one like Irish accent, they're part of the country that you just can't, can't hack the accent, what would it be? Probably Dundalk. But even at that, I don't really have a problem with it. Like I actually, I like country people. I told you, I probably will end up at a country board if there's any yeah. out there. What, if you were to flip that down on its head, what's your like prized accent? I love the Cork accent, to be honest with you. Like I just think it's yeah. so fucking like, just so Irish. It just kind of sums it up, doesn't it? It's just Michael. Like, it just takes you back to Michael Collins. Yeah, and um, not that, not that I'm, I'm, I'm in love with the male version of the accent, but they're so animated as well, Cork people, which I like. Do you know what I mean? When they Come talk, boy. do you know what kind of way? Like it's that. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, so that would probably if I had to pick one to head, like uh, what, what my favorite accent would be around Ireland, outside of Dublin, obviously, and um, it probably would be Cork. But um, but anyway, so while they were on board, um, they told them that they just wanted to conduct a few tests and um, to note the difference between them and us. Um, very interesting isn't it yeah which is weird so what they did was firstly they they chopped um a lock of her hair right they got her to sit down in the chair and they just shine a light on it this is like typical 101 alien abduction but like bear in mind this was the first one ever documented mm-hmm. right so like most movies at the time about this and everything thereafter was all from this event right exactly which, yeah you know not most most people don't even realize kind of like a medical exam they examine their eyes or ears or mouth teeth throat then they also got like apart from the hair like some of her fingernails yeah they shaved trimmings off the nails which is mad isn't it and they took mm-hmm. a knife as well and started scraping some of her skin off did you hear about that yes uh, and then they put on like cellophane or like some like cling film or whatever it was and then he started doing some nervous system tests to her crazy and he uh he put a needle into her navel which is her belly button mm-hmm. and then obviously that caused her pain um and then uh the leader put his this is mad by the way mm-hmm. The leader apparently put his hand in front of her eyes, and the pain just disappeared. Yeah, insane. Um, like that's that's mad, isn't it? Like, what you reckon the mechanism behind that is? Like magic, literally. 
magic pure and utter magic yeah or something we can't we can't tap into right as what we always say like are, like are these beings if they are to exist higher dimensional beings than us oh they'd have to be wouldn't they realistically like but um mm. at one point anyway after the exam she said that she saw a book and it had weird symbols on it um and then she asked them where they came from and he he pulled up like a 3d almost like instructional map like a touchscreen kind of thing that came down and he pointed out where they came from and it was just like some star system and um and then they were dropped on the ground and fucking like the leader and the examiner all the lads work on the ground with them and actually sorry you know what they actually said they said you can keep the book beforehand but then a bit of a skirmish apparently broke out and again this does bet you stream so some of this could be bollocks but in the um in the dream the leader and the examiner were having an argument because the examiner said look you can keep the book and the leader was like no you take hunty you serious like no she can't keep the book do you know what i mean and uh, so that's what she reported um in her dream as well so they're dropped off this the ground is, this is mad like and this is something that's actually mentioned a lot not just in aliens but like in all forms of like occultism and magic and stuff it's symbols and symbology and like how symbols influence people by looking at them right um and where this comes back to because something again we're going to touch on again like alien description is the pyramids Oh, and how that comes into ancient egypt and egyptology and with that hieroglyphs and how they're symbols that actually have quote-unquote i'm saying this is these are my words these are these are experts words encoded magic within that is heavy stuff daniel ate the toughen up my god i know particularly for a friday afternoon isn't it yeah exactly fucking hell but uh yeah no it's that stuff is insane like we should really jump into that as well at some point point. Uh, maybe on our patreon because i don't know if that's very like commercial <laughs> yeah who knows completely. um but yeah so anyway on november 25th they're interviewed again by nightcap and it turns out they actually missed seven hours of time not four that they initially kind of suspected and uh the lads in nightcap go look would just ever consider hypnosis maybe to try bring back some of the lost time and they're like fuck it we'll give it a crack so they get linked up with a fella called dr benjamin simon now the hypnosis sessions are very interesting and they are online and i was thinking we might drop a few of the clips in here as well uh, me and Let's danny have it. watched a few of them and they're pretty graphic aren't they especially barney by the way because he's the one that's not for this at all but he's freaking out in the hypnosis sessions yeah and normally hypnosis works best when you're actually um kind of up for it yeah you know? exactly like consensual hypnosis like you <laughs> is the way forward mm-hmm. um because a lot of it is tapping into someone neurolinguistically and to be able to get into someone neurolinguistically they have to be reciprocal for the most part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well anytime um, i imagine hypnosis i just imagine being in a bar in salou and there's like some two bit <laughs> two bit not a hypnosis fucking bloke there's making people spanish keep barry in the corner yeah making people thinking they're like riding their fucking moths on stage and like riding horses and like doing stupid shit while the entire pub is erupting like, do you remember that? Like, I don't know if you were brought away in Family Holidays because you're, you're poor, like, but, um, uh, <laughs> only messing. <laughs> but no, do you remember that, uh, when, like, in Saloon and all, like, just those proper little, like, sh- I don't even know what you call it, like, just proper scabby little fucking holiday destinations. And you'd walk yeah. in and they'd be like, they'd be like, a, sorry, mate, we were in, we were in Poppers. Yeah, exactly. Well, you was really just down to Trabalgan a couple of times for you, wasn't it? <laughs> Back in the day. But I just yeah, always I've never been that. to Trabalgan actually. You bollocks, you stop. They know you down there. No, no, stop. No. Um but anyways, getting get into this hypnosis and, and Salou and this dodgy bloke. Um yeah, have you ever like you've you've obviously encountered one. Have you ever engaged with one? No, I don't know if I'd be arsed to be honest with you. Um because if it does work on that that fucking sap would have me acting out horse racing and all because it's always that they always say, Okay, you're riding a horse now. <laughs> Um, you're doing fucking like, like, do you know what I mean? Have you, have you never, never seen that in like bars and all where yeah, they get I've volunteers? Seen, I've seen like, I've seen, I've obviously seen keep. I think keep Barry's class. Well, keep Barry's um, a different story. Keep Barry's like the upper echelons of the hypnosis game. Like he's yeah, legit. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking like X1 when you go to like a like a proper little like rundown bar in Salou and they have like a fucking you pay them to to have them make an absolute show of you. No, this is the thing, and I've always wondered if it's real or not. Because, like, I just remember being as, like, um, as a kid, right? In a bar mm-hmm. in Saleo or grand, gr- fucking Tormelinus or whatever the fuck, yeah? And then my dad be like, oh, we're popping here, there's a fucking, there's a hypnotherapist or whatever on, right? And you go in, and they're up on the stage, like, cool, any volunteers? And then you always get, like, um, fucking the odd few people putting their hand up, but, like, they just look like normal people as well. 
because when you're looking at them, do you know what I mean? They're not like they're just with their families. Like, and like I was at one when I was younger, and there was an Irish fella, right, an outlet, and all his brothers and his mates and all were like, "Go on, go on, Keith, I'll step up there." And he's like, "Nah, nah." And he was like, "Come on, Keith, I'll come on up." And it was just like, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, this is probably not staged because I don't think any Irish person would ever put themselves through the shame of being hypnotized on stage." You know what I mean? But he yeah, had your no, man, 100%. he had your man doing mad stuff. He had your man like pretending he was like in Cheltenham riding a horse um, and he was like salsa dancing and then he was like meeting a bloke but it was like, it doesn't know bloke there obviously. They're just like, okay, you're, you're kissing a bloke now and he's like getting proper into like pretending he's like kissing a bloke and I'm like, nah, there's no way anyone from Ireland on like a family holiday with their brother and their mates and all would ever do this for the crack. Like, do you know what I mean? You know, I find weird about hypnosis. Go on. Um, like, well, there's one. It's very difficult to prove if, if if it's real to some extent, right? Because you can have people that lie that it happened or lie that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way to know yourself is to try and get hypnotized and be open to it. Would you do that? Like, could we? I think that's something we need to do. Maybe it's on the Patreon. Maybe it's here. Get a hypnotist on because mentalists can perform all their tricks as well. They should be able to like via the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I actually would be up for that. I'd say possibly. Um, if anyone knows a mentalist or hypnotist, hit us up because we hit up Keith. Yeah, for if Keith would come on, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because he was on a podcast that I actually listened to, and that I know that I was on that dude's podcast, so that's actually something that could happen. Oh, interesting! Right, phenomenal yes. news. Say it to him because that was be... over Zoom. Oh, and he's able to do it and all. Like, yeah, dude. Every well, it was more mental tricks. So, but but still would like have us freaked out. I think the reactions in and of themselves would be funny. Maybe too funny for our normal Spotify listeners who who are fantastic, but our, our patrons us even love us even more. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, okay, right. Well, let's look at that. Let's look at Linus something like that up because that could be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the the hypnosis sessions take place over January fourth, nineteen sixty four to June sixth, nineteen sixty four. So a massive window there of um of hypnosis sessions with uh with El Benjamin and um his so same crack with um with Barney as I said to you like he he was able to recall witnessing non-human figures and he was like very emotional do you know what I mean considering he wasn't he was out of the pair of them he was like let's just leave it and uh, Betty was the one that was constantly braiding them going let's let's do this but he was like we'll put in some of the clips fuck it we'll put them in now right creature this leader is telling me something he's telling you something how how is he getting it to you i can see it in his face do you see his lips move yes no his lips aren't moving yes go on he's telling you he's looking at me what did he tell you Stay there and keep looking. Just keep looking and stay there. And just keep looking. Just keep looking. Could you hear each other? Oh, I gotta pull these binoculars away from my eyes. Because if I don't, I'll just keep staying there. Could you hear him tell you this? Oh, no. He didn't say it. You felt he said it. I know. You know he said it. There, yeah. Just stay there, he's saying to me. All right. I'll take it my head. Just pull the binoculars away. God, give me strength. All right. Pull it down. Run. Pull the binoculars down and run. God. It says, my God, give me strength. I gotta get away. Oh. Oh. he was telling you this. Calm down, you're still asleep. Yeah, so as you can see there, Barney is just not the better for it after this whole thing. Like he's absolutely He's terrified. He's screaming like fucking all. Um poor fella, like very, very, very fucking emotional. And um so they were But like the thing is, right, unless Barney is like an Oscar winning actor I mean, dude, what what do you take? What what's your takeaway from all that? Like that that stuff that's that's happened that's been pulled to the surface. That's mm-hmm. my logical conclusion, right? And I know that doesn't even sound too logical. What do you think? I'm the same. Like I'm thinking, okay, I'm not saying it definitely happened, but I definitely think Barney believes it happened. 
Yes. Damn that's, and that's interesting because I always go, yeah, maybe it didn't happen, but like, dude, like he believes it happened. So like, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a little bit right. Maybe some of it did happen. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, so basically what I was just saying there was the, the hypnosis sessions were coming too distressing for Barney that Dr. Simon decided to put him in a hypnosis state whereby that Barney wouldn't be able to remember anything after the session, which is mad, isn't it? It was becoming That's so fucked up crazy. from that he was like, I actually want to spare young Barney the fucking torture of emerging from this hypnosis session, like, in bits like them. And so everything you hear in those hypnosis sessions, like, Barney didn't remember that after, which, again, is very, very fucking interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff he started saying there when he was put under was crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any quotes there? Yeah, so one of the things, like, um, from his first kind of session, he was like, oh, those eyes, they're there in my brain. Mm-hmm. and then the second one is like oh, I was told to close my eyes because I saw two eyes coming close to mine and I felt like the eyes had just pushed into my eyes and then it was like all I see are these eyes I'm not even afraid that they're not connected to a body they're just there they're just close to me pressing against my eyes what the f- <laughs> like this dude is like feeling something yeah 100% and uh, yeah some other stuff during the, the hypnosis sessions is um, Barney was able to actually recall um, how and when the strap broke and it was when he was running um, back from the UFO when he was driving he felt pe- he actually remember what, like the moment he felt compelled to pull over to the side of the road and six men or humanoids shall we say approached the car and spoke to him telepathically and told him not to fear very interesting isn't it very eerie it's a bit crazy isn't it mm-hmm. like it, the, how how, uh, how how do you describe like how was it how would it feel to just inf- get information telepathically like i know obviously we have a telepathic love for each other of course but how do we actually verbalize that to the listeners to be able to understand what that feels like genuinely i if i had to guess how it would feel i imagine it's probably just like when you get a random thought yourself do you know what i mean yeah i just say it's something like that but um but what are, yeah I, I always used to have this theory as a kid that all of my thoughts were just implanted by someone else Mm, again you can see where i was in now the psychiatric yes yeah, <laughs> district as a kid yeah. <laughs> they actually kind of kept each other in a job yeah exactly yeah 100 percent. fucking hell and oh, just um, being their um you know amusement their play yeah, thing yeah <laughs> but he um he remembers being on board as well so that's uh, some of these memories were coming back to him um, in the hypnosis uh, sessions he remember being on board and being examined by these entities and they would stare, like you were saying there, they'd stare directly into his eyes with their big fuck off, big black eyes. Just scared the bollocks album, as you, you, we kind of alluded to. Yeah, and then some of them quotes we said, like, he just kept referring to the eyes. The eyes just would not leave at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, this is where it gets a bit erotic. You know where I'm going here, don't you? So, L. Barney remembers being placed down on a rectangular table. And although he doesn't remember having an orgasm, he said he came and they took his sperm. He, and he said, look, I got the most outrageous celestial suck of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From a different planet. <laughs> but uh, like he said, he doesn't remember coming, but he said the sperm was whipped out. God love him. And uh, he also remembers having a tin yeah. chew placed up his hoop. But but emphasise they removed it quickly. But I, I often wonder if that's just his male pride kicking in. Going, yeah, yeah. No, I had a chew put in my arse. But they got it out there quickly. Like It wasn't up there for too long or nothing. <laughs> didn't get all the way in yeah I didn't like it <laughs> exactly and um, some other interesting um, findings from the hypnosis sessions were uh, Betty under hypnosis was ab- actually able to draw the star map yeah um, in lesser detail obviously than what she saw but um, but um, yeah like was able to like draw and stuff like that and she actually remembers that they were saying to her where they were and like showing them tra- showing her trade routes and stuff like that that's weird isn't it trade routes so like when these aliens are going out like doing bits collect like doing a, doing a done deal and all doing a done deal on it <laughs> done deal um but yeah interesting though isn't it very weird um the star map did they ever like correlate that to, to anywhere in the end um yeah so like there is some stuff online so they said that they're from a planet called zeta reticuli yeah and apparently mm. like look it up there actually that is a, a real planet apparently oh yeah so the Zeta Reticuli is a star system and that's what they're saying they're from so it's a constellation yeah and did she end up kind of basically drawing a map similar to this similar yeah which is nuts isn't it madness like that's crazy on that right after the hypnosis sessions Barney becomes a full scale believer 
and he's like yeah 100 percent that all happened because i couldn't have made that up and it's it's just too fucked up like do you know what i mean but uh going back to what i said at the start of the pc and um, with the credibility thing so they didn't want to go public with this at all but like you know, they were talking to members of their church about it and then a member of their church poxy recorded their conversations and leaked it to a, a paper called the boston traveler and then they, they detailed the whole story and that's essentially how it ended up blowing up and became ufo thriller did they seize couple yeah, that was their headline it's all oh, was it crazy yeah. isn't it and um so that's why i kind of tend to give betty and brownie a little bit more like time because like they didn't really go out our way well apparently not anyway to um to get the information out there like i mean and again as we discussed these were individuals that wouldn't have wanted any additional fucking heat in them and they they're really respectable people nice middle class and people good jobs um it's hard it's just kind of hard to imagine people like that going out our way to to kind of fabricate a story that's so outlandish like this and then go public with it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and then like we'll we'll get on to it like i guess but like barney ended up dying quite young yeah, he died of a brain hemorrhage. Very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Poor fella. Which is odd. Maybe it's because they just like, you know what, like he can't reproduce. That's they didn't actually did they have kids in the end, did they? Um well remember I was telling you your one Angela Hill, the fucking fighter from the thing. Um Yes, is that an a great aunt or is that actually like a, a direct descendant? I'm looking it up now. Yeah, it was our because, grandfather. Um, so grandfather yeah apparently according to this yeah oh interesting so brownie and betty had kids now I, my question always goes did these kids um then because apparently later in life betty said she's seen um more ufos but al- although she doesn't think she was ever abducted again yeah yeah very fucking mad um poor barney though that's mad isn't it like dying pretty young like yeah 46 the 1969 um i don't know why i always smile whenever i see that number <laughs> yeah um but <laughs> I don't know. I'd, where does where does your head go when when you hear this? Because you know Simon actually wrote Doctor Simon wrote an article in the journal Psychiatric Opinion. Now, as 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 it reads, it is an opinion, but um, he says that he explained he he said that the conclusions were a case of a singular psychological aberration. So you know, a fairy tale or you know, made 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 up. But um, he's still kind of confused by it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even, even himself, you know. Ah, uh, it's nuts, isn't it? Like, look, I, I'm where I'm at with it. I'm like, look, I'm not saying it definitely happened. We just wanted to bring it up anyway because it was the first ever one. And I said, look, if we are going to be delving into the aliens anytime soon, it would be remiss of us not to, uh, not to start with the the pioneers themselves, Barney and Betty. I definitely think something happened. Whether it was what they said it was is another thing. But the fact that in the hypnosis sessions, um they were able to recall a lot of that stuff especially so emotionally it was really distressing that to me is something that makes me look at it a bit closer do you know what i mean what do you think yeah and and yeah completely agree and then the the thing that stands out for me is just randomly waking up 35 miles south of their course mm-hmm. you know when, when this did happen and then with that after the hypnosis sessions well like i think there's a couple of things number one them going into the separate room drawing a similar thing mm-hmm. um but it could be like the oh but they're in on it kind of thing you know yeah um but then also they kind of like simon like you know the, the doctor himself was very very convinced that what had happened was real to them he's like no this is like emotional trauma this just isn't them making this up you know um and then thankfully apparently after the hypnosis sessions they actually stopped feeling the anxiety and stuff so maybe it got uh, passed on or maybe yeah. it's got released back into the cosmos oh stop yeah that's why we're anxious of our head man we obviously picked it up <laughs> <laughs> we're tapped into these frequencies yeah exactly but, but if um, there's any alien listeners out there please like feel free to leave your thoughts and also um, touch base yeah I, I do touch more than base i mean mm. based on this interaction and this abduction and the modus operandi um of your folk i think myself and gaz would be very intrigued what 100%, do you think i feel like um we probably we probably would be up for a cheeky abduction of any of any alien listeners out there thinking look let's let's uh bring some there's no there's definitely in um what was it called zona reticuli there's definitely definitely no rona or zeta reticuli and um, there's definitely no coronavirus not yet anyway i'll be going over there and riddling them all over <laughs> i'll be the last man standing on zeta reticuli <laughs> all the aliens dropping the fuck because of the fucking the bleeding the corona imagine uh, I honestly think I was patient zero though, as I discussed you. 
You think so? Where, where did you get it from? My sister. Did you just manifest it? My sister. <laughs> but, like, she fucked off back to well, Canada. Sure she's paid to zero. No, right? no, because she flew in just and flew back home. Like, so I stayed here, obviously, uh, with the corona, and then I went back to work early and all. I was coughing and all. So that was January. Obviously, I didn't know I had coronavirus, so no one be fucking hating on me. But I always mess saying I actually genuinely wouldn't be surprised if I was patient zero. <laughs> be fucked, wouldn't Yeah, because actually, um, few, few people around you did get sick thereafter, right? Yeah, but we all slapped the head off at anyone associated with me that got the corona. Look, same as me. I pinged the fucking eyebrows off this coronavirus. Yeah. Easy. No masks needed. Oh, man. Have you heard about maskne, have you? What? People getting acne from the masks. Oh, interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, not me. Obviously, I don't really get spots because I have a youthful face. The fountain youth over here. But, um, yes. but like, honestly, I'm <clears throat> 29. But if anyone asks, I'm 24. I look 24. Mm-hmm. But um, but if I, what I was gonna say to you though? But yeah, no, I was wearing the masks all day today, just around town, and like, man, me fucking face was sweating. Like, I'm really fucking sick of this mask bollocks. Like, I'm I'm going to the next anti-mask fucking rally. I don't give a but, shit. Well, dude, look, you know we know how passionate we are about this. Um, if you haven't already listened, if you're if you're a patron listening to this episode or a patron, and you haven't checked out, we did a feature length bonus episode on the pandemic, um, and our thoughts behind this massacre. That is unfolding around us right now. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, look, we'll leave it there. Um, everyone, let us know what you thought of the lads forced foray into uh, into this chat. Very eager to hear your thoughts. And uh, other than that, I think that is all. So hope you all have a fantastic day. Danny, me and more. One love, Junior. One love, champ. Once. Shout out to you soon, brother. Bye-bye.